Welcome to the Alchemist Inkwell. This is your spiritual podcast for grounded people. I'm Emily. I'm Crystal Lynn, and I think that's as like calm as we've ever done an intro right. in the months that we've been doing this podcast. So yay us. I was that's like, fantastic. Oh, I feel so grounded. <laughs> yeah, that is, there's a lot going on in Capricorn right now and everything's direct you guys for once, for once in a while anyway, until I think the end of April or the beginning of April, for sure until the end of March, um, the planets are all direct. And then Pluto is the one that goes retrograde. So it's the furthest one out there. We've got some time now where stuff is going to move forward. And mm-hmm. that's nice. That is nice. Even if you we're, were born be... with a bunch of retrograde planets like I was, it's still like, oh, this is an interesting time of stuff moving, which hasn't, you know, the past couple of years haven't felt like moving. <laughs> so, right. Yeah. Well, with Pluto going into retrograde, just a question on that. Like how long mm-hmm. is a retrograde for Pluto? How long does that last? It's, how long it's are we a couple in a retrograde? Okay. Yeah. Pluto's in for a couple months i don't remember the exact um cycle of it but i think it's pluto does it like every year anyway mm, does the retrograde okay. kind of thing so so it's more based on our placement yeah. than i have pluto to look at pluto's moving. synodic cycle to get i do not remember numbers there's this one really great thing and it hopefully it'll help listeners out there too because i'm not that great at retaining numbers one of the best quotes i've ever heard was from einstein when they asked einstein the numbers and it wasn't like pi or the um, Fibonacci sequence or something, but it was something like that. Einstein mm-hmm. said to them, wisdom and brilliance is not in memorizing all of the information. It's in knowing where to look for it. So he did not know this sequence of numbers, but he knew where to find it if he needed it. And I was just like, you know what? That gives me such permission to mm-hmm. be a little less hard on myself for not knowing all of the synodic cycle exact numbers and not knowing all of, you know, the, the minutiae details of everything, because I do have the resources and because I have read them before, I know exactly where to go to refresh my memory, or Mm -hmm. I know how to research on the internet and find them. So the knowledge is there. The Mm -hmm. lack of retaining the information isn't like an indicator of your, your knowledge, your wisdom, your, uh, worth or your capacity. It's just, you are doing a lot and you're Mm -hmm. remembering what you need to remember. And if you need to find something, you know, where to, and you know how to, that is still wise. And that is still intelligent. So I could Google it or look it up in my, my books here, but I'm not going to, because I think the conversation is going to be a lot more valuable Mm -hmm. if we focus on all of the things that we have to talk about today, which is kind of a part two from last week's episode of knowing your power and finding your magic in everyday life. We're going to dive into that in some, some even more concrete uh, ways of doing it that are super quick and easy, but will make massive impacts. Yeah, we're we were them with astrology because there's a lot <clears throat> happening. So yeah, there's a lot of astrologically happening for sure. We were talking before we hopped on of like, what do we want to actually talk about? Because we both felt like last week needed kind of a part two in a more tangible way. Um, and with the news for the last couple of weeks being what it is around social media, around Facebook, around all these different things, either really starting to fall off or different platforms picking up, there's been a lot like a big uptick in um. Like I know on TikTok, it's like, oh, the, you know, different creators like attacking each other, like spilling tea on the other or whatever. That's Mm -hmm. been a big theme for this past like two, three weeks too, that I've noticed quite a bit of, of like, huh, people are being held accountable in ways that are awesome and aligned and divine and should be held accountable. And then other people are just not, and it's just fighting. And it's really, really interesting. 
So we thought that it would be a really great time and to talk a lot about on this particular episode, how to keep your kind of environment high vibration with the social media show up in the, how to show up in those spaces in a high vibration way, how to also kind of curate them to be more high vibration for yourself, as well as kind of like your environment too, like how you mm-hmm. exist in, in the world, in that space, because that is a huge part of our environment now, which we don't actually think about it as environment things necessarily. But the second you open your phone to whatever app you're in an environment and mm-hmm. how can we help you to establish those to be more magical essentially. Yeah. And how can we empower you to be able to make a difference as the voice that you have, even if the voice is in just tapping a button on an app, but Mm -hmm. that can make a difference. Um, I mean, to dive right in one of the funniest things that I see is, and, and, you know, redirect me if you think this is appropriate, but I think it's a really great point of the power that you have without even thinking about it, the subconscious power you have in social media, just Mm -hmm. by double tapping on something. Yeah. Because how many times I've seen on Facebook, you know, like when someone else likes something and I I do go on Facebook sometimes just because our community is still on there. So like, I like to look at it, but I'm not very big into participation at the moment. Um, My Facebook got forcibly erased. So (laughs) lucky. It's fine. Um, (laughs) But if I go on there and I see so-and-so liked this. And so I now see this because another person liked it, but I also can read the energy. And sometimes I'll see that that person liked it, not because they agree with it, but because they know the person. Mm -hmm. Oh, I know you, you posted something good for you. And the, the context and the content of it though, you're energetically kind of agreeing with it and further spreading and propagating it. You're Mm -hmm. putting energy into its momentum just with a double tap. It's the same thing I see on TikTok when people comment on someone's things like, why does my, uh, like, why does my for you page keep bringing this up? It's like, you just gave it consent to do that. (laughs) Yeah, it is an algorithm. You just invested your energy by giving more energy to that particular thing. And if you Mm -hmm. don't like it, don't put your energy there. Like you, you sharing words, words are so incredibly powerful. And I I know we kind of alluded to this, but like the power of words is insane. Mm -hmm. And if you haven't seen any of the studies where they've tested powers of words on water or powers of words on plants, like by all means, go look those up. But if you label your water with the word love, every day, you're going to actually drink in the energy of the word love because the water has been programmed by that word versus the word hate. It changes the molecular structure. Essentially, they can see it under a microscope and it's mind blowing. Same with plants, Mm -hmm. which are mostly water, same with us, which are mostly water, but words are incredibly, incredibly profound and powerful. And when you use them, you are giving away some of your energy or at least showing your energy, if not giving it away, it's, it's evident there. You leave a signature on what you speak and what you write. Mm-hmm. and what you heart because that's the language yeah. we also speak in now <laughs> I yeah. remember when I was in um 11th grade my 11th grade English teacher because this is t9 texting time right like we all had like oh, yeah. clones or blackberries or like yep. uh sidekicks right so like the best you I had if you were lucky enough to have a keyboard <laughs> you had a keyboard I didn't get an iPhone until I was 21 so like <laughs> That's like what we're talking about. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, I had a Blackberry and I was super proud of it at the time, but (laughs) just besides the point, uh, she was like, you know, you guys are going to have to come up with some series of pictures you attach to text messages so that people understand the emotions you're actually feeling when you say those words. And of course, lo and behold, that's what we did. Emojis. Emojis. Yeah. <laughs> um, but that is a language in and of itself too. So those are as powerful as words as well. Those little things that add to that energetic statement that you're making, mm-hmm. which also goes to likes and hearts and shares and all of that jazz. It's, it's mm-hmm. very, very similar. It's a vibe. 
It is. Yeah. And we all pick up on vibes one way or another, you know, like you either know that a period at the end of a texted sentence means something extra serious or that that person just really is into proper grammar and knowing the person helps to really adjust and attune the vibe. But it's, it's something to be conscious of how you are presenting yourself and in order to be conscious of how you're presenting yourself, knowing yourself so that mm-hmm. you can display that and articulate it the best in whatever way that shows, because there's no wrong way to articulate your truth. That's yeah. important. So it all begins with knowing yourself. And one of the ways you can do that from the inside out, which a lot of people do, you start with meditation or something like that, or you can do it from the outside in. Mm-hmm. You can scroll through social media and be aware of what your thumb is doing as you're scrolling through. Mm -hmm. Did you, and also it's important to remember you can unheart or you can unlike something. So if you catch yourself and you're like, oh, because I'll sometimes I'll heart something on TikTok halfway through the video. Cause I'm like, oh, already I agree with this, but then it finishes in a way that I do not agree with. Mm -hmm. And so I will take the heart away because I'm checking myself and I'm checking where I'm investing my energy. And as you say all the time, Emily, energy and money are the same thing. Mm -hmm. So if you think about them in the same way, not only can you overcome money problems, but you can really uh, invest in the value that you put in your own energy and your attention becoming your intention, which is an entirely different thing. Real quick antidote on this. I shared a little bit of it on TikTok. I also told you about it in person, but I need to share this because I am so fucking invested in ancient Rome shit right now. Yeah. Uh, the story, this is just even further. Obviously, when I see the energy of money, it is the exact same frequency as the energy of trust. It's the same thing, mm-hmm. trust fund. It's just the way we've made trust tangible in this lifetime, yep. period. But I had some cool validation from that in researching ancient Rome. So essentially the ancient Roman mint where they made all the coins for the empire, which was like the biggest mint that ever existed at the time they made a lot of coins in Rome, um, was located next to the temple of temple of Juno Manetta. So Juno was the goddess of women and essentially the goddess of trust in that capacity, because women in ancient Rome were the key keepers. Like they, if your shop had a key, the woman wore it around her neck, not the man. If you had Mm -hmm. a safe, the woman wore that key around her neck, not the man, which they did have safes and a way of locking doors, et cetera, in ancient Rome, just fun facts. Um, they were trusted in that space. They weren't necessarily like the financial managers of the household and Rome was horrible to women in a million other ways, but they were the trusted keepers of the household essentially. And so essentially it was next to the temple of trust <laughs> at the core of it. And so on the back of each coin, it would say at monetum, which meant that this mint was located next to the temple of Juno Moneta, which was eventually shortened to the term money. So in a mm-hmm. very tangible, realistic way, not only energetically is money the energy of trust but like physically the word associates with the goddess of trust yeah. in a really powerful way also that's just a fun like trivial pursuit fact well, yeah and it, it totally in support of that you look at banks and their names are usually such and such bank and trust mm-hmm. you're yeah. supposed to be able to have both there so mm-hmm. i definitely think that that's a great um concept to be able to carry with us as we're again putting our our energy where our intention is supposed to be filling yeah. the cups. You know, if you imagine your intention or if your energy is a coin, what piggy bank are you putting that coin into? Mm-hmm. And that's a coin. So you can take it out of one place and put it in another, which is the same thing that we're talking about when we talk about energetically supporting something through social media or in any case. And I also just want to highlight just really quick. Sorry, I don't <laughs> mean to cut you off. But everything doesn't have to be sunshines and rainbows to be high vibration to you. Mm-hmm. And I always like, especially with social media, people will be like, oh, okay, well, low vibration stuff. Like I can't follow true crime anymore. I can't put this, that kind of thing. That's too low vibe. 
Um, no, even if you are like following a drama thing that's happening between two people, you might be learning like different communication stuff. It could be very high vibration for you to be observing what's going on, be observing if someone's being held accountable, why that's happening. If that is accurate, if you're aligned with what's being said, following people who have different viewpoints and you're like, whatever it is, if it's feeling good to you and it's not like this is making me depressed or this mm-hmm. is bringing my energy down, or this is something I very much don't agree with. And I'm still putting my energy towards it. That's what we're saying is not very high, high vibration. That's how you're not going to make your environment a space where you want to exist and where you feel the most magical. But that doesn't mean there's like a blanket rule. Like you're not allowed to follow this anymore because that's inherently low vibration. It has to be something that's conscious for you and your, what you're tuning into from that thing. So we're not yeah. going to sit here and say there's a specific way no. or a specific and thing. So much healing happens in the dark. Yeah. Your body regenerates when you're sleeping. Mm-hmm. You, you heal when you face your shadows, you heal when you face the things. And again, you go into the dark, you reveal it and it's not dark anymore. It's just mm-hmm. a thing. Like how many times have you looked in your closet, seen a shape in there, you turn on the light and it's a coat, but mm-hmm. if you wouldn't have gone into the dark and acknowledged the dark and, and spent some time with the dark, you wouldn't know that it was just a coat and you'd just be afraid all the time. That is low vibe. That's bypassing the healing journey. I'm actually reading a book right now that I highly recommend um, Secrets of the Dark Moon uh, Mm -hmm. by Demetra George. I think that's the full title. It's by Demetra George and it is Secrets of the Dark Moon. And it's all about acknowledging that dark moon phase, the new moon phase, the, the plutonic almost kind of phase, the Hecate is a really great example of Mm -hmm. those kinds of phases where that divine feminine that holds the keys in the darkness really helps you unlock your healing and your potential. See what I did there with the keys and the unlocking. I'm so proud of myself. Yeah, Yeah. you're good. It was was a quality (laughs) analogy. I liked it. Thank you. I have three love languages, astrology, puns, and analogies. Those Mm -hmm. are my love languages. And I, I feel like I wrapped a lot of those in there into that sentence. Yes, so all together. They were super the same. pleased with myself. Thank you all. Thank you. Let Snaps me just take a bow. On that one. Yeah. <laughs> no, that was great. Thank you. Uh, but no, I, I completely agree. And so it's really important to, there's no, um, I think about this. There's one spiritual creator who I will not name, um, who I cannot energetically associate with. I cannot. Mm-hmm. Um, every time I do bad things happen, <laughs> uh, their vibe is absolutely horrendous though. I do acknowledge they do help a lot of people and a lot of people absolutely love them. I can't, I can't get near them. Their energy is toxic to me. That is fine. It can be mm-hmm. high vibration to you and not to me. And I can completely separate from them. And there's no reason that that's incorrect. So that getting to know yourself piece, especially we get to have the experience of, seeing things externally that we're interested in and that we like in a minute by minute by minute world right now, which is Mm -hmm. a really cool lens to view yourself through. If stuff is popping up on your for you page or on your feed or whatever it is that you're looking at and you're like, this stuff is all really unaligned. That gives you some real deep sense on how you've changed and grown as a person. Yeah. So making sure that you check in with yourself. And that's kind of what I said in my energetic forecast for this week too, a little bit is like, (laughs) Hey, who are you now versus who you were three years ago and allow yourself to tune into that fully and see what is no longer aligned that used to be. Yeah. I do that all the time with my horoscopes. Sometimes when people are going through certain 11th house things, especially after a full moon, where we're in sort of that waning period, mm-hmm. decreasing the amount of people that you follow, if they come up on your page and there's 
a negative energy or emotion that you don't want to be feeling and it's not getting better and it's not helping you in any way, unfollow that person. You can follow them again later, but you Mm -hmm. may have outgrown the need for that. Or you may not be in a place where you need that energy in your life right now. You're focusing on other things. You don't have to master everything all at once, Mm -hmm. which I'm a little bit of a hypocrite for saying, but... (laughs) Like, I get it. You do not have to master everything all at once as tempting as it is to try to be good at everything because we're being exposed to so much of individual experts all over the place on a single newsfeed. And we're interpreting them as one person who knows everything that we don't, Mm -hmm. but you can be learning from all of them. And so being a jack of all trades and mastering some of them is fine. Like Mm -hmm. follow your, your particular special interests. And that's great. But you again, can always find answers if you don't have them. That was one of the biggest things I learned. I was actually, um, it worked for a medical billing company as a consultant for a while. And one of the most amazing things I heard someone I was learning from say was it would be a disservice if I tried to answer this question for you, because I don't have the full context of the answer, but I know where to find it. So let me ask the expert. Oh my gosh. Like Mm -hmm. it was this beautiful servant kind of moment to be able to acknowledge it would be a disservice for me to stand in someone else's place and give you a a half-hearted answer when I could enable and and connect you to the fullest answer. Mm -hmm. And that's so great. Like you're not responsible for knowing everything all at once. And when you give yourself that permission, then all of a sudden the impact of social media on your self-perception takes a bit of a dip because Mm -hmm. social media is not your judge anymore. It is your source of learning, source of information, source of other experts that you can connect with. It becomes so much more positive when you use it to connect with human beings Mm -hmm. rather than to try to like make yourself into some analogous being of whatever that is. Yeah. Well, it's like how Bo Burnham says it in Make Happy of like the society responded by being like, here, you want to perform. Here's a way to perform for everyone all of the time, constantly. And it takes Mm -hmm. that energy away of like, you're not performing, you're just connecting. And that in the highest sense is truly the, the, the best, cleanest, most natural high vibration way that you can use social media. I think social media is great. I'm not Mm -hmm. upset by it. I think it's a fantastic thing, but do I think that you need to perform this best version of your life bit that ends up everyone feeling like they're judged and unseen and that, that is not good, but mm-hmm. we're moving away from that yep. in a big, big yeah, we way. Are. Yeah. Authenticity <laughs> is finally becoming something that we can wrap our heads around in this context. Yeah. And we're giving ourselves permission to do that. And honestly, I really love the fact that like people are being more authentic about like, I'm wearing sweats today, or I'm wearing Mm -hmm. this today. And I'm not trying to do everything perfect all of the time, even on social media, Mm -hmm. giving yourself permission to show up as you are that day, which I think TikTok has really helped with. Like, I have messy hair today. I I've committed when I have messy hair on a TikTok, I'm not going to talk about it because Hmm. people may not even notice. So sometimes when I see people that are like, don't mind my messy hair, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, I appreciate that they're having the courage to present themselves when they're feeling like they're Mm -hmm. not perfect. They look beautiful to me. But one of the things I hold myself to is don't even talk about your hair, get to the content, get to what you're trying to share with people, because it removes me from the equation and it gets like the wisdom or the knowledge or the tidbit that I can share that day to the person who needs it, because I care about them more than Mm -hmm. I care about stray hairs. 
Well, that's the other thing too, I was going to touch on. Um, for those of you who post on social media and not everybody does, some people just mm-hmm. look at social media. Some people don't really want to be on social media. Some people just watch YouTube videos. Like all of that is fine. Um, but if you post in any capacity, whether that is on Facebook, just to your friends and family, or if it's an Instagram that you have for your art, or if it's on TikTok when you're showing up just to talk about ahas you've had, whatever that is capacity is. And this is something I do. Obviously I have a very large online presence which I acknowledge and I'm so fucking grateful for and also just astounded on a daily basis that I exist in a timeline where I get to talk about these things and they actually <laughs> matter to people in a helpful way. It blows my mind all the time. My guides oftentimes have to remind me like, yeah, you're here. This is a real thing. I'm like, no, no, people don't want to know about spiritual stuff. Anyway, um, is before you post, before you film, before you decide what you're going to write or as you're doing it, Make sure you're asking yourself why, because more often than not, especially people who are told in order to grow this, you have to be like this. You need to show up in this way. You need to curate your presence, whatever it is. Um, I've done all of the things (laughs) I've been building a business for years. Uh, I've taken all of the classes on how to be successful. And the lowest vibration thing is to force yourself to show up when it's not fun and you don't want to, it's not going to work. You're not going to get the engagement you want. Also, you're not going to feel good about it. You're going to go look like it's going to be like, great. Now I have to open this pit of despair again to do Mm -hmm. this thing I don't want to do. And it's not going to help you flow. So if you're posting it because it feels like fun, awesome. If you're posting it because it's catharsis, awesome. If you're posting it because you have a message, awesome. If you're posting it because you know it will help your business, that's great too. But as long as you're feeling like it's a good thing, it's something that you want to be doing and not something you have to be doing, mm-hmm. that is the key. Whenever someone posts, and this is specifically, again, my b- biggest presence is on TikTok. So that's like the frame of reference I like to use the most. Whenever someone's like, you should post this many times a day to be successful on TikTok. No, you should post when you're having the most joy and fun because it is such an energy sensitive app that if you post when you're having the most joy and fun, people see that they totally connect with it. And that's when you're going to get the most views. That's when people are going to show up because they are so drawn to the energy of it versus I posted six times in a row by the sixth video. I'm so burnt out and I don't even know what I fucking want to talk about right now. That doesn't go, that's not going to work. Yep. <laughs> you have to be aligned with yourself in that space too. So I wanted to touch on that for anyone who is posting on social media, even if it is for your friends and family, that sort of thing. It's another way to just be conscious of yourself. And also if you have habits, social media is like a microscope for your habits. <laughs> like, do you have a habit of just, oh, sharing this because it looks cool sharing without maybe seeing the background of it without maybe researching who posted it, maybe researching the context. I heard this really amazing story the other day. Um, someone who is quoted all the time, I forget what his name is, but I've seen definitely like spiritual people, air quotes, quote, you know, people who are very just um, taking the very top level of spirituality for their own purposes without diving any deeper, doing any work or trying to get more in, like into it, more just like going to grab this quote because it feels pretty like that kind mm-hmm. of energy, which isn't inherently negative. It's just sometimes it's very, very shallow. Um they it's there's a couple memes of like people someone who said like these different quotes turns out he was a leader of a cult that ended up getting kicked out of the country because his cult like caused a bunch of problems and people died and they tried to poison the entire uh like water system of an entire town but now he said pretty things so people quote it like it's just that level of energy of like monitor your own habits what do you actually bring into the world sphere in in the way that you're interacting with the world which we get to do now Yeah. And that takes us into the point that one of the points that led us to this conversation for today was 
understanding the source and the root of why something is important to you and mm-hmm. how to take a stand, even in the tiniest of ways. So, right. you know, getting back to the the likes and stuff like that, or yeah. just who you decide to follow, who you decide to support, uh, the, the, even the companies, you know, we're in such a world that's, there's a company all over the place. There's a company for this and a company for that. And it can be so hard to imagine that you have any sort of voice or any sort of power mm-hmm. in this world ruled by faceless giants, essentially. Mm-hmm. Right. And you do. You absolutely do. I saw a TikTok today that was beautiful. It was just a business guy, but he said the perfect thing where if everybody all at once says no, power is taken away from a company. And mm-hmm. we saw that this week with some of the, the situations going on with certain social media sites, like you were mentioning at the beginning. So many people at once can say no, and that company loses power. And mm-hmm. then they have to remember that they are servants to the, the greater people and they have to realign themselves with their own ideals. And if that aligns with the greater people, then great. If it aligns to a niche, then they're supported by that niche. It's fine. But yeah. you have to show what you will take and what you won't take by standing by your values in the way that you consume entertainment, culture, information, and mm-hmm. products. Yeah. And I mean, that even goes as far as like, we've seen that a couple of times in recent weeks, especially with the Mm -hmm. music streaming platform. I also am not going to necessarily like, (laughs) but like it's been happening, right. Mm -hmm. It's been, it's, it's a consistent thing, which is awesome. It's really, really awesome. I also just like in a funner example of that right now, the consumer in a huge way is controlling the music industry. Like Mm -hmm. so many people nominated for the Grammys this year had a song go big on TikTok that they just threw in there. Like, look at Bridgerton, the musical, like they're nominated for a Grammy. That is not because the music industry planned for them to be nominated for a Grammy. That is not because they had millions and millions of dollars thrown at them to make this song big. It's because people liked it. Mm -hmm. in its space before it was even going to be allowed to be released. Yeah. That level of power exists just with your energy. That's how magical you are. Yeah. And the funny thing is we somehow get stuck in the belief that we have to respond to the greater, um, the greater, I don't know what to call it, the community of those companies Mm -hmm. that run the world, but really those companies have to respond to us. It is supply to demand. You are the demand. And Mm -hmm. so what you demand will have to be supplied and demand in the nicest way, right? Like you don't have to, you could, if you feel empowered to, and you feel it's aligned and you are given the opportunity, like it aligns for you, you can go and you can make a certain demand or a command in a loving way which Mm -hmm. I'm going to say, I say this all the time, even Jesus flipped a table. So it doesn't always have to be like the soft way you can stand up for yourself. You can speak up for yourself. And, um, I think a lot of ways that we can do that, that opportunities that are given to us on a daily basis show up in our news feeds. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think that's incredibly important. Um, and it just feels energetically nice Mm -hmm. to have it be something that feels healthy and beneficial where you can go and you're like, this is a nice little Island I built for myself. Yeah. And again, don't limit it to things that limit your view of the world, things that limit your judgment of things. Like be sure you're diverse because there's so many very powerful conversations happening right now, Mm -hmm. but you don't have to be, you don't have to invest your energy in things that don't feel right for you. Yeah. You can know about something without Mm -hmm. agreeing with it. Exactly. And agreeing with it 
and accepting it into your psyche and your worldview is one thing. And that's another way, like if you're noticing you're sad all the time, well, what are you allowing in your worldview? What are you allowing yourself to agree with? Even unconsciously or inactively, suddenly you get a piece of information where someone says, woe is me, the world is doomed. And you subconsciously say, woe is me, the world is doomed. Mm-hmm. And your, your, psychic, your psyche is like, woe is us, the world is doomed. Oh, the world is doomed. And then your whole worldview is just finding ways the world is doomed. But yeah. if you flip it on the, other ha- on the other side, you could just say, you know, we're in a transformative time right now. Things are being deconstructed so that they can be reconstructed. That is the ideal of, it's another point that comes up in Demetra George's book, which I'm just having so much fun with, um, having a very um, prominent Pluto in my chart. I'm just like, Mm -hmm. transformation, let's tear it down and build it back up again. Break the stuff to fix the stuff. Yay. Let's just do it better and different. But that's what we need to accept. And it's one of the healing properties is allowing something to go away so that something can be healed, allowing, like, allow this thing to go. And it's, it's like those horrible movies when we were kids where there would be a dog and the person would be like, go on, go. And then like, they're yelling at this dog to go away. The dog comes back. Okay. Mm -hmm. We all know that, but it's, if you love something, let it go. And if it's meant to be, it'll come back. If it's not meant to be something better is going to come around. Mm -hmm. Like maybe they lost a basketball and they got a dog. Um, cool. I don't need a basketball. (laughs) Like I'm never going to say that losing the dog is the good thing. So that's just not in my worldview. But uh, as I have two sleeping corgis next to me that are just breaking my heart with how precious they are. But if you are so focused on trying to chase after the basketball because you can't lose it because you're attached to it, because what what would the world be if you don't have this basketball? You don't see the dog waiting to be your life companion Mm -hmm. right there. And that is an opportunity, right? Like it's an opportunity to say, I am detached from the outcomes and what is for me isn't going to miss me. And it's probably better than I thought I deserved. Mm -hmm. I have witnessed that so many times. Also this level of like energetic thinking, this level of energetic, like introspection, that kind of space is going to help you slow down, which is really what is needed in a huge way. Since for a long, long time, the world has been telling everybody you need to go faster. You need to move quicker. Things need to take, you need to be super fast. And I just want to reframe that like back in the day to get a book, it would take a priest three months to copy it by hand. And then mm-hmm. maybe your town would have one book. You had to wait for it, that kind of energy. And those things though, it was inconvenient for the time, of course, and it would be horribly inconvenient for us now. doesn't make it inherently negative, but we have been programmed unconsciously to make inconvenience equal negativity. And I just always want to say, like, if you're slowing down, that is a good thing. We have been forced onto a train that is speeding really, really fast without deciding we wanted to buy a ticket. Mm -hmm. Uh, And that is half of the battle when it comes to understanding your own vibrational space and environment. And that goes for your physical space, too, because obviously the social media is a huge environment, but your physical space too. take time, look around a room, (laughs) any room in your house. And actually assess what parts of this room you like, what parts of the room you dislike, what parts of the room still feel good to you now, not good to you when you put them up. And what parts are you done with? (laughs) A while back, I took everything off of my walls and re-put it all back on in different ways or without certain pieces, because I was like, I feel like my mental health is all over my walls and I don't want to stare at it right now. Like, I don't Mm -hmm. want to, I want to look at other things. I want to make it different. I don't want it to be like, that was that stage when I felt this. And that was that stage when I felt that I don't, now I'm in this stage. So let's make it totally different. And it was really fun and really cathartic. 
maybe you're like, I just hate the couch right here. <laughs> okay, move it over there. There's so many things you can do in your vibrational reality that once you slow down and notice can make a huge and absolutely massive lasting impact on the way you experience your day to day. Yeah. And we're coming into a time in, in our, um, our year right now, at least in the Northern hemisphere, uh, we just experienced Imbolic and we're coming into that period where we're getting ready to reemerge into longer days and warmth. And so the idea of spring cleaning is coming around. If you're feeling that vibe, that's because you're feeling the vibe of, of everything in the world around you. You're feeling the earth coming back to life. You're feeling yourself reviving a little bit and it's a perfect time. And maybe if you're in uh, the Southern hemisphere, it's getting ready for fall cleaning, which mm-hmm. is still totally viable, getting ready for a new phase to initiate. And uh, I think that that's totally, uh, this is the right time to be thinking about it. And it's probably one of the reasons why we felt so compelled to talk about this today, especially given the transits that are coming up. I was just going to say, I think it's a really good time to talk about the transits. Mm -hmm. Okay. So yeah, the transits are amazing this week. Uh, and we are gearing up to, especially in the United States. And I, I gotta be honest with you. I'm really looking forward to this transit passing because mm-hmm. I'm, I'm a little tired of being so us centric I am so <laughs> because exhausted. of this one thing. Um, but I mean, it's it is an interesting though. moment. It's an I interesting like moment. It'll yeah. ripple. And like, I think, you know, people might notice it, but I also, uh, I, I, yeah, I'm just it's- looking forward to progressing through this. So to me, um, I'm taking it as a deconstruction moment because yes. we've been raised in a society of U.S. centricism, um, period. Like the world mm-hmm. doesn't get to enter in our space unless we are actively seeking it. Where in most other countries, they, you get news stories from around the world. Yes. And it's so, so incredibly frustrating in so it many is. ways. I watch well, British news on purpose. That's where I get most of my news yeah. um, for that reason. So it's really been interesting because this is the big transit that is America, but it's like, I'm excited to see how it's going to affect the world, but it is mm-hmm. me kind of deconstructing. I hope you're doing this too. Of like, oh, absolutely. Cool. This is my last stitch of being like, so US centric that I like have to be focused on this. And then I'm gonna, like, mm-hmm. Well, and I'm already starting because that's why I try to bring in an awareness of Southern hemisphere astrology mm-hmm. and Southern hemisphere seasonal changes and things like that, because this is not the only place on earth. And mm-hmm. I thank my mother for this. She, when I was 13, she was like, okay, for your birthday, we're going to travel to another country so you can see the difference. And so you can have an awareness. And so we mm-hmm. can shape your worldview. And so I spent the majority of my teenage years going on goodwill trips, helping people in as many ways as we could. It was never like a five-star resort situation. Mm-hmm. It was always like, we're going to build a camp with these people. We're going to help out at these schools and homes and all these things. And so I really value that. I miss doing that. I plan on getting into it more so that I can continue that conditioning. Mm-hmm. Um, but just for everybody who is listening, Uh, When it comes to the Pluto return to the United States, I did a video on it, which is on the Alchemist Inkwell YouTube and next week, not in this episode, but in the next one, we may touch on it a little bit extra because that is the first official uh, transit of it, but I'm committed to not dwelling on it too, too much. So hopefully I will be able to navigate around that very smoothly and with grace, but Uh, The interesting part of it is that we do have Mercury conjunct Pluto on the 11th this week, and it happens Mm -hmm. to be on the same degree that Pluto will be when it does the Pluto return exact 
next week. So that's why I'm bringing it up now. Um, this is the third time that Mercury and Pluto have joined up because if you think about it, when Mercury was direct before it went retrograde, they met up, then Mercury went backwards, retrograded over Pluto, and they met up again on January 29th. So think about what was going on around then. Mercury is a personal planet. So it interacting with Pluto, you may have noticed it in your life a little bit. Mm-hmm. And then today will, or this day on the 11th, will sort of uh, unearth that information one more time. Mercury is very much about local travel, information, uh, connection, communication, technology Mm -hmm. a little bit, especially depending on where Capricorn is in your chart. It's in my third house. So I've had a lot of techno glitches. Um, Yeah, it was, it's been great. And it's not quite over yet because as we're recording this, Mercury still isn't even off the exact grave where it's stationed. And I'm waiting for that to really give myself a sigh of relief. Mm -hmm. And the uh, post shadow phase will last through the end of February. So we Mm -hmm. are laying things to rest through the rest of February. And this particular day will help us with those Plutonian things. Pluto likes Mm -hmm. to unearth earth things, Mm -hmm. dig up what we thought was, was, you know, dead and buried, so to speak. And so that transformation is happening where we're allowing this to rise to the surface one more time. And it's like this one last blessing before laying it to a peaceful rest Mm -hmm. and saying, I understand this now. I've gotten to know it. I've gotten to wrestle with it. If it's, if it's needed some wrestling in my mind, and now I've integrated it into who I am moving forward. And I can, I can be this new transformed person thanks to what I've learned. Mm -hmm. And I really think that that is so powerful. So it's the integration of this information that's been on earth. And it may have been a shock when it first came up, but again, we've been able to revisit it. We've had the time to spend with it and to say our sort of farewells with it in, in that way. So that is on the 11th. Um, and around that day, a little bit, like give it a couple days. It's Pluto's there for quite a while and Mercury mm-hmm. is pretty speedy. So we'll be feeling it. And there is that orb, but I think that it's really interesting that we're experiencing that on February 11th. Then we move ahead to the 14th and on the 14th, Mercury will move into Aquarius. So this is sort of, I'm going to call it like a second half of the post shadow phase of Mercury retrograde, because when it began retrograde, it was an Aquarius. Mm-hmm. So now check where Aquarius is in your personal chart. For me, that's a fourth house situation. So Mercury is going to come back into redressing, readdressing my fourth house issues. And the things that came up before were hashed out during retrograde and now will be finalized and dotting my I's and crossing my T's. And we will all be doing that kind of thing while Mercury is in Aquarius. And I actually personally think Mercury in Aquarius is a really interesting, um, electric kind of feeling because Mm -hmm. Mercury is data and communication and technology and all of those things in Aquarius, which is very much, uh, the same, a similar vibe as the internet. It's Mm -hmm. a high level kind of communication thing. It's Saturn in Aquarius. So it's society and it's the things that connect a whole people or a whole population, which is really neat. It's your friends, your networks, that kind of stuff. So, um, and Aquarius is very unique. It's just a little bit ahead of the times. And Mm -hmm. so technology being in that kind of space as well. So again, some things that were glitching may finally get repaired. My refrigerator, if anybody's been following that saga, is repaired. (laughs) Yay! Yes. Ice for Krista. Yes. And believe it or not, it was a Capricorn in my life that helped me figure it out. How perfect. Thanks, dad. Um, So (laughs) he can solve everything. It's amazing. Um, So 
those are some things that you may be noticing, but again, just take a look at where Aquarius is in your chart and just know Mercury's in there right now. So is the sun. So we've been getting a lot of attention there as is, and don't be afraid to be unique and say funny things. And don't be afraid to trip over your words and say something goofy because it's okay to be unique, especially mm-hmm. while these energies are in Aquarius, you are perfect and perfect is different. And that's great. Mm-hmm. Um, so again, inquisitiveness it's and stuff random. really coming up. Random ping. Um, sure. Forgiveness too. Oh yeah. Uh, forgiving yourself, forgiving others, not necessarily for their benefit, but for your own, sometimes for their benefit too, because you yeah. care about them and they need your forgiveness. But there's a big energy of like forgiveness for like all of kind of the trauma we've all been through collectively over the last, I want to say three years. It's not just the last two years. It's, it's more like three as we like pre pandemic. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was still traumatic, even if we didn't know what was happening yet. Like well, collectively, and the, the energy person we were fractured. before and how ignorant we may have been exactly. to certain things that we are now aware of and just forgiving yourself for not having had access to that information or having awareness yeah. to it or what you had yeah. to do to survive. Like, mm-hmm sometimes that's not great. And you look back at it and you feel like regret or guilt or all those things. Like it is, this is the space energetically. When I look at it this week and next week, huge energy of just like, forgive yourself, forgive others, because you know that moving forward requires that because of Mm -hmm. your assessment on a personal level. And I really do in, in a lot of ways, like to associate that with Pluto. Because part of the healing process, part of the transformation mm-hmm. process, part of the rebirth process is forgiving yeah. so mm-hmm. that you can emerge again. So mm-hmm. uh, you might notice that around uh, these days are close together, right? So you may notice a blending, but um, the 11th may also bring up things that you can forgive and that you mm-hmm. can accept, which is mm-hmm. a very similar vibe. When you forgive something, you've accepted that it's okay. Mm-hmm. And, um, my dad and I are, are kind of going through course of miracles together, both of my parents and I, and we're talking about the whole concept of atonement and what it means in the context that the course of miracle presents and how that's just understanding yourself and incorporating you as part of the whole and the all, mm-hmm. and like knowing that when you forgive yourself or when you forgive someone else, you're doing it for both. And it's just yeah. this beautiful symbiosis that goes and along it, with it. And it doesn't mean that what happened was okay. It means you're yeah. okay now. Yeah. It means that you can love yourself as you are after what you've with, gone through with, with that it. thing as mm-hmm. part of your reality. Exactly. Yes, exactly. Thank Cause you. I feel yeah. like that is one of those things that we misunderstand about forgiveness. It's like, it's not permission for that thing to have been okay. It's not permission for that yeah. thing to happen again. If anything, it's an empowerment that you can say, regardless of this thing or because of this thing, I am okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I do wonder about the forgive and forget sometimes, because for <sighs> me, it's like, no, forget, forgive, forgive and integrate, you know, yeah. forgive and, and rise. Yeah, it's, forgive it's and forget is a statement created by people who sought forgiveness, in my opinion, like genuinely, well, <laughs> like in a way not that even negative, people who, but like, they didn't don't look at forgiveness. It, yeah. it was forgive and forget. Like, let's forget this even happened because I don't want to have to deal with the fact that I did it. I don't want to have mm-hmm. to feel wrong. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's a personal thing for them. Honestly, yeah. I, def- I, I do agree with the cliche of like, forgive them for you because yeah. you don't need to be carrying that around. They have to deal with that on their own terms, which is kind of like a karmic thing. And they will, mm-hmm. it is something that they will live with. They will cope with, and they will possibly project under other people and whatever. But as far as you are concerned, forgiving them is simply forgiving yourself for somehow getting tangled up in whatever the situation was. I've had mm-hmm. to do that. I've had to do that with relationships so much where it's like, but how did I even let myself get to that point? 
yeah. how can I ever trust myself again? And so the forgiveness led to the ability to trust again. Yeah. Which but, is important. Yeah. That's just a big energy I wanted to throw in there because I can see it and feel it and sense it in such a tangible way. I almost taste it of like, that <laughs> yeah. is what we're all doing right now is like, yeah. forgive things. And yeah. it's also going to be a kind of forgiveness that you're not necessarily like, what in my life do I need to forgive? Oh, that yeah. thing. It's going to be like, Hey, it's guess like, what? Forgive this thing. And yeah. like, <laughs> you thought you got rid of me, uh-huh. but we are, so. we're going to work on again. Again, it's not, it's not necessarily the most comfortable thing, mm-hmm. but it is the most worthwhile thing ever. And like, once you allow yourself to uh, walk that path and go mm-hmm. through that process, you're going to feel so much better on the other side. And you're going to be so divine. Like mm-hmm. you already are, but you, you deserve even more. And so you'll be able to access that, which I think is really cool. And speaking of, we do have a full moon coming up on the 16th in Leo. So we it are really good. looking at ourselves. Yeah. So the full moon in Leo places the moon in Leo the lion, the, the proud one, but it also makes the sun opposite because that's mm-hmm. the full moon, right? So the the sun, which rules Leo is opposite its ruling sign, which places it in its sign of detriment. It's not mm-hmm. at its best. It's literally on the flip side of where it's the most comfortable being. So the sun over in Aquarius is really taking a look at Leo and being like, Hmm, let me see this objectively. And I really love the opportunity that this presents because Mm -hmm. in a way it could make you very self-conscious. It can make you too hard on yourself for feeling confident or egotistical or arrogant. And the way that I encourage people to, uh, explore those feelings is to say that if you're feeling like something is out of alignment. And that if you're afraid, one of my greatest fears in middle school was having an ego. I was terrified of it to the point that my self-esteem took a massive hit. It was the worst fear I had was being egotistical. And so what I've come to come to learn, thanks to that, my self note is in Leo, you guys. So (laughs) there it is. Um, (laughs) So one of the things that I learned from that though, is the distinction between arrogance and confidence. And I've noticed this popping up in my TikToks lately as we're coming up to this full moon during Aquarius season and all of these things are aligning. What we're experiencing is the balance, the tug and the tension Mm -hmm. between the sun and the moon in these locations saying, hey, arrogance is... I don't want you to make me feel like I'm not good enough. So I'm going to drag you down. So I feel like I'm one step ahead. Mm -hmm. It's this, it's the motivation behind the, the bluster right? Because you're not actually confident. You're worried that someone is going to perceive you as weak. So you over, um, overcompensate for strength. Leo is not that way. Mm -hmm. Leo is the light bringer because it is the, the sign of the sun, right? So it is there to be a beacon and to shine light on others as a leader. So let me draw you into the light and then illuminate you, illuminate the room around you. I like to tell people with Leo placements, you'll go into the dark room, light it up, and then show other people that there's nothing to be afraid of. But you were the one that was willing to go there first to show them, to be there for them, to be that leader. And so with this opportunity, confidence is I know I can do this and I can do this a for me because it's Mm -hmm. me being my best self. And, and through that example of being who you are, you are leading, you're being the best version of yourself. You're being true to yourself. If you gave advice to a friend, you would say, I can see how great you are. I wish you could. Mm -hmm. So Leo is saying, I'm going to acknowledge my strengths and I'm going to embrace them and I'm going to lean into them and thrive in them and be passionate about them. Leo, uh, 
is the ruler of the fifth house of passion and fun and, and all of those things, your hobbies, which are things that really make you feel yourself, your wholeness, your fullness. Um, and of course the sun is happy there, right? Mm -hmm. So dancing in your joy, when you're dancing in your joy, other people feel like they can join you. They feel comfortable enough because they're not doing it alone. So that's the way to be a Leo leader, right? It's not necessarily saying, oh, I'm here for you. I'm here for you. Let me force like my, my influence on you. It's no, I'm, I'm going to show you by example, that this is safe, that this is totally okay. And that it's okay to be yourself, which is a unique individual that the Saturn in Aquarius is helping us really display. Now, in context with all of this, and again, I go in this in much more detail on the astro astrological overview of February, which is on our YouTube, um, but we do also have Saturn there. So Saturn in chariot with the sun, just being in Saturn's sign, having the sun there, mm -hmm. but Saturn's like, this is my house. I'm with you. Like, welcome. You have some tea. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Saturn is keeping this sense of accountability there too. So I, I'm less inclined to fear going too far because I do mm -hmm. have this Saturn energy blended in there. Mm -hmm. So it's like, I can be myself and I will know the limits and I will know the right, the right way. And I can trust that I will. Um, and there's this, this whole uh, shifting of, of subconscious perspectives that's going on. Anyway, we still have Jupiter and Pisces. And at this time, uh, Jupiter is coming into this sextile with Uranus, which we'll talk about around the 17th of February. And so this is shifting, doing the mm -hmm. Uranus thing of really shifting things. And Jupiter being in Pisces is expanding your subconscious. This could lead to amazing spiritual growth. But on the flip side, if you're feeling ungrounded, paranoia, because I don't mm -hmm. know what I believe. I don't know what's in the dark. I don't know what to do about it. And I'm afraid of the unknown or leaning into being okay with not knowing, leaning mm -hmm. into expanding my consciousness and exploring, which Jupiter loves to do as well. So you have those options. And now we also have, um, this is going to be a journey because Venus and Mars are going to be conjunct. Finally, um, they're coming into conjunction exactly on March, um, on this day, they will hit their exact conjunction and they are going to go arm in arm for quite a while through, uh, the end of March they're going to be conjunct with each other. So Venus and Mars, right? Aries and Aphrodite mm -hmm. going together. I like to think about this as um, if you think about their archetypes, war and peace together, yin and yang together. Mm -hmm. So that blend is there. You could have discord because they're two competing energies, or you could have yin and yang. You could have compromise. You could have choosing the battles that you're passionate about and standing up for what you believe in and what's valuable to you and mm -hmm. having the energy to be assertive for the things that mean something for you and being able to identify those a lot more clearly and making big strides in things that are so important in making relationships that are just, you know, sparked with energy. So that's what I like to imagine we can do with the positive side of this energy when we use it consciously. And again, if you're listening to this episode, you have the opportunity to do this. You are already conscious because you have the information. So right. this is something that is now in the back of your head and you've got it going on. Um, an affirmation for this full moon is I am driven by my joy and in the subtext, not by my anger. Focus mm. on your joy. Don't focus on uh, the, my not self tends to be bitterness. So if I'm feeling bitter about something, I know mm -hmm. it's not my fullest self and I can find my joy again and mm -hmm. realign. So, you know, identifying when you're not feeling great, 
why, and what can you do to realign? Then you'll allow yourself to go through the process of that work. And in order to apply this in a more tangible way, I recommend doing like heart opening stretches. Like that Mm. one where you clasp your hands behind your back and just allow, it's so weird. Sometimes you feel like you can't actually do it. It's like Mm -hmm. so almost vulnerable. Allow yourself to do heart opening stretches like you would do in yoga and stuff and singing on your own. You don't have to get up on a stage. I personally love singing, hate karaoke. So I get it for all those people (laughs) out there. Um, Like it's for me, but I will sing because it helps me really release that heart chakra. Cacao ceremonies are a great idea. Cacao is a heart opener. So any of those things that you prefer, Mm -hmm. just really nurturing that heart opening energy right now is so cool. Cause Mars is a vital energy, right? It rules with the blood and things like that. And Venus is the heart. So what Mm -hmm. pumps the, the blood is the heart. And if you allow yourself to open the energy of the heart, you're going to be creating this, this ability to unblock things you didn't even know were blocked because yeah. it's like in a medical sense, you're removing blocks in your arteries. Mm-hmm. It's just and awesome. Doing something you actually love on the day of the full moon, like that, not that you just like, like, and it's fun, but like that you love yeah to do. Yeah. Whether that's hanging out with your family or creating something or going or to doing movies, astrology like, or, doing astrology. <laughs> or reading books. I don't know who does that. Um, yeah. <laughs> but doing something you really love on the full moon day is super important because that's just going to illustrate the things you want to release because you're honoring the energy you want to hold yes. and, and maintain. Yeah. Um, the other thing we want to talk about is we are also very conscious of the places that we show up in in our, as, as part of this podcast, et cetera. So we are being very actively aware, aware. of, yeah, aware <laughs> of where this podcast is, how it shows up for you guys. The biggest thing is that we want to make sure that our energy and what we're giving actually reaches you. And so, uh, we are all the time looking at the different streaming services that we're connected to and those kinds of things in order to see if that energy is manipulable so that we can get to you. Um, but if there is specific places you want to see us or that you don't want to see us, or if things matter to you in that space, let us know in the comments, you can find us on YouTube or you can email us forgotten storytellers at gmail um mm-hmm. but we wanted to just say that that is something we're also very conscious of as a podcast as its own separate entity as well as with our personal lives so yeah. just want to highlight that yeah. um and that we're always in that space and we talk quite a bit about it yeah, <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, um so yeah i know we have to wrap up here wow i've had such a good time talking on this uh topic right. for anybody interested in how the full moon affects you i will be posting um horoscopes for rising signs on my TikTok on the day of the full mm-hmm. moon is exact at 11 57 a.m eastern time on the 16th mm-hmm. doing uh your ritual stuff the night before or the night after will still be fine because by degree the moon will be in a full state for quite for you know like three days on either side so you'll be fine okay uh, that's perfect. I, people always ask that too. Of like, when is yeah. it exact? Exact. It doesn't really matter. You're just taking the energy that's around it and using it. So don't, you don't have to be doing something yeah. exact when the moon is exact your time. It, that's not required. It is like a vortex it creates for essentially the day, day and a half that it's around that you get yeah. to step into. Um, which is really important. But yeah. Thank you all so much uh, for being here, for listening to this. We really feel energetically that talking about this and having these conversations is really important. So we appreciate that you guys have value in that as well. We also have some really fun interviews coming up. Um, so just be on the lookout for that. And Krista and I will be physically together, um, Uh, over the Pluto return basically. Oh yeah. We'll be recording an episode together. So we will be be like physically together in that space, um, which is just kind of fun for you guys to like, kind of look forward to of us, like getting to bounce each other's ideas off of each other, et cetera. Yeah. 
in a more physical sense. Um, But yeah, super fun things coming up. If there's any topics you want us to cover, by all means, please comment them or email them to us. Like we will definitely cover them. And we've loved the comments we've gotten so far in regards to things that we could talk about. So Mm -hmm. thank you all so very much. And we hope that today you go Go make some magic. magic.